Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of For Your Run. Today, it's full-blown episode. Uh, we got Sabrina on today. She is uh, the founder. Yes. The founder. I know, that's a big deal. She founded a little run walk, walk club, club. Yeah. in Skokie called the Skokie Swifters, and I have had the... Uh, luck, privilege, excitement to have mm-hmm. a bit of a hand in working with them. Um, she is on IG as run underscore teacher underscore Sab, which is S-A-B for Sabrina. Um, <laughs> and that's how we'll say her name from here Sabrina! on out. <laughs> Sabrina! <laughs> um, she has, uh, she really speaks to my inner runner. She um, was kind of a runner. Kind of. <laughs> He was kind of a runner. Kind of a runner. Uh, I still am kind of a runner. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of. Um, she was a runner, uh, kind of a runner in 2003 <laughs> and decided to run for a charity to run the Chicago Marathon. Having never run a marathon, having not known what it takes to run a marathon, just said, sure, sure. sounds great. And uh, now... It seems like we do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um here we are in 2022 and she is uh one tokyo marathon yep. away from yep. having run all six world majors which is a very very tiny club of humans it's so, amazing that she's that far like that close remarkable. it's really cool yeah. yeah yeah so we get to talk about that a little bit we certainly talk about so many things skokie and skokie swifters um we get to learn a little bit more about just her entire journey of marathoning through the years. And uh, we, we touch base. I, I want to take a moment here. We got to give some serious uh, shout outs today to both elite humans who will never hear this episode. Sure, and you're our right. Our own friendly elite humans. Yes. Um, Corey has run a sub three marathon as of amazing, uh, amazing. Like I know I'd like to clap, ago. but I don't know how that turns out on a podcast. Like, we're gonna clap. Am I get closer to the microphone? We're gonna clap. We're gonna clap. I'm clapping, Corey. Um, I'm very excited for you. <laughs> uh, like we were just every time we got another 5K update for him, yeah. we were like, oh my god, no. he's still freaking flying. He is um, flying. So freaking massive shout outs to Corey. Uh, then we've got Kaylee and our wonderful dear uncle Anthony, and then our other wonderful friend, Todd, they all ran the half in Houston they this did. morning and all did yes. a smashing. You guys get a clap job. too. We're clapping. Good job, everybody. Clapping for all the humans. <laughs> um, a couple of other, uh, humans that we are IG run friends with had some other races today. It was, it felt a little bit like fall this morning, despite the fact that it's snowing out my window. <laughs> um, but just a little bit like fall race season with all of the stuff going on this weekend. It was great yeah. to see people going out, getting miles in, in a race, uh, structure and, and hitting some awesome times and uh having fun so yeah yeah it, i was awoken not by snow but by um the sound of a tornado warning <laughs> mm. <laughs> so the blizzard hurricane isn't coming to florida obviously but, but <laughs> we did get some raging winds and circular snowstorm or storms not snow yes. sorry that no. would make Ooh. us all we'd all have never That'd made it be out problems. That'd be real problems. <laughs> major problems so you know it is now in like the upper 50s and 
I won't be going outside. <laughs> yeah. Blair is uh, in popsicle mode over in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't um, function. So <laughs> it is tomorrow. It's going to be colder, colder. Right now it is 20 degrees no. here. Nope. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Um, and tomorrow it's going to be okay. Tuesday, it's going to start to dip into some colder temps here. You're going to get a little warmer Wednesday, but then by the weekend, check this out, Blair. Uh, Friday morning here, it's going to be six. Six? That's a single so, digit. <laughs> you want to come over. No, um, no. I, no, you're not down. I mean, I, it's going to be one degree Saturday morning. It so sounds that's, that's better. like a painful amount of cold. Like I'm very yeah. interested in snow. I, I as yeah. before we started, um, Sean said it was snowing outside, and I said, "Is that good or bad?" <laughs> and I threw my hands in the air. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So then he had to explain that snow can be problematic after eight. Was it eight inches? Yeah. Six, once you get inches? once you yeah. get over eight inches here, that's when I'm, it's not fun. It starts to run out of places to put it. It starts to become a problem with just general driving and, and See, all and of I just that. Don't, I didn't understand that. So, like, to me, all I think of with snow is, like, snowball fight, snow angel, Frosty the snowman. Those are things no. I'd like to experience in, in regards to snow, but as I just with, don't understand. As with everything in life, most <laughs> things in life get more frustrating once you age out of the fact that you don't have responsibilities. Got so it. Yeah. When it mm-hmm. snows a lot. So when I was seven or eight years old, there was a thing in Western Pennsylvania. If you're listening to this, you'll get it. It was the <laughs> blizzard of 93. Oh my God. And what happened with that, Blair, is it snowed four feet. That's a that's as small as high as it's my eight year old. It's a lot of snow, and wow. it was great. It was great for me. It was yeah, great for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, at that time, there certainly wasn't internet and cell phones and all that stuff. So, my dad, I've talked about this a little bit. This was the time that my dad got on a snowmobile to yes, go get groceries. That's right. yes. um, so he just rode a snowmobile down the main roads of where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather and my dad got big, big tractors out of my grandparents' garage that had big snowblowers, and they literally helped blow out the main road of where we lived with big tractors. They did this for like 10 days, Blair. Like, my dad mm-hmm. would wake up and just get on a snowmobile to go back to the tractors to go snowblow people out of their houses. Um, but it was a great time for me. I was climbing 16 foot snow mountains. See, that's the part, that's how I envision snow at my building current igloos age. <laughs> and all, those, it was great. We, we lived, we, uh, where I grew up, my parents' house was on top of the hill. So we had a great sled riding hill. Oh, um, sledding. I we, forgot about that. I need to sled. We had all of that. We had yeah. all of that. So that was great. But if, if current day Sean was told yeah. it's going to snow four feet, all I would be thinking about is, does my generator have fuel? Do I have oh, my gosh. space heaters? Do I have things to make sure my driveway is clear? Do we have, you know, because where I live, sometimes once you're snowed in, you're snowed in for a couple of days before everything gets back to us. So that's what modern day Sean would be. Well, that sounds terrible. And I also am curious to know why the three things we need in a, in a, snow, a storm <laughs> situation are... Yeah. Well, Blair, so... Our, like, bread, milk. What was the other one we came up with? It was uh, bread, 
Milk. Milk and uh, eggs. Eggs. Oh, that's right. Why, are we making French toast the what? whole time? <laughs> <laughs> what we've arrived at, everybody, is that hilariously, 1957 happened and no one, no one stopped progressing what we need as humans to exist in 2022. We still need the same things we needed in the 50s, which is hilarious and we still all do it um i saw a fellow running friend actually about two weeks ago we were gonna get between five and and eight inches of snow and i was at target and i saw my friend sarah a local runner and she was like why are we doing this? She's like, I, I am also doing it. I am out getting things. Red and, milk and, eggs. And, and she said, Sean, it's going to snow for 12 hours. The roads will be cleared four hours later. We're not even going to be stuck at home for a day. Why are we all buying groceries? I don't well, understand. Definitely like in Florida, our thing is water. When yeah. the water goes out quickly and then... Yeah. Toilet yeah. paper, which I guess we thought with all the rain, <laughs> we'd all feel the need to go to the bathroom. Right, right. You buy all those know. bottles of water, you got to... Right, you're right. Yeah. So I'm going to need yeah. all that toilet right. paper. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but uh, it is snowing here. It will snow through the night. I will wake up and see what we have been um, hashtag blessed with. Um, well, you'll have to send me a picture because, you know, I only can show you green grass. <laughs> And I'm sure it'll be a, just a great big smile on my face. Yes, um, of joy and happiness uh-huh, that uh-huh. I, I might have to make a, a lane with which to travel my yard. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but uh, yeah, so that's what's going on in our lives, everybody. I know, you wanted and, that uh, You wanted those updates. <laughs> the update no key, one asked for. <laughs> they're key updates. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Without further ado, everybody, we are going to get you onward and upward to talking with Sabrina. We hope that you're all having great times on your runs. Um, And uh, yeah, thanks for coming along and letting us come along for more of your miles. So onward to Sabrina. Hello. How Hello. are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm in my virtual classroom here. You get to see for the first time. <laughs> I know. I like it. I was enjoying the background. You yes. get to see oh. my bedroom. <laughs> sure. Welcome to my bedroom. <laughs> this is the quietest Thank place you. in the house right now. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to come in. <laughs> You're welcome at any time. <laughs> it's my panic very... closet. It can be yours as well. <laughs> appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. I've talked to you plenty via phone and IG and all of that, but I don't think you've ever seen the background of my, my life. Um, the right, the, (laughs) your whole life is in your background. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, we've got my never ending obsession with Legos over here. And then my never ending quest to run a small business over here um, with a spattering of them blended in between. I identify with both of those. I wish I had my bouquet of Lego here in the corner to show you and my pickup truck that I made. So yeah, there really is something to adult Legos too, for sure. I, um, so every now and then, you, you know how some people's lives, they just seem to have these goofy little 
awkward luck things happen. Um, I seem to be one of those people that like every three or four years, I end up with a funny little story. And so my funny story is on Thursday, I had an appointment in the afternoon. So I I took out, I ended my work day. I go to my appointment. I get out of my appointment. I go to Target to get a few things because I knew that this out my window, Sabrina, is that uh, Blizzacane or whatever they're calling it. Is <laughs> oh my goodness, Blizzacane! <laughs> it's a it's a boom something. Quick, a, trademark that. <laughs> yeah, but Blizzacane. But it's it's windy. It's snowing. It just started snowing. So Thursday, I was like, I'm gonna go get all the stuff over and done with before everyone else realizes that this is gonna happen and realize they need their bread and their eggs and their milk. milk. <laughs> yeah, we're all yeah. stuck in 1957. Well, always those three things, right? Toilet paper. So yeah. So I, uh, I went to Target and I normally stay away from the Lego aisle of Target because it's just bad news for me. <laughs> I can't. Um, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. So Thursday, I had this inkling. I was like, I feel like there's something back there. I just want to go look. So I go back and the... Um, Super Mario Nintendo 64 big Lego question mark. Oh, set. the cube, right? The cube. Uh, it's it's behind me. Like if I angle down, you'll see it on the floor. Oh, yep. Right oh, yeah. It's ready to go. It's ready to go. So I see it and I'm like, oh wow, that's cool. They have one. Cool. The price tag beneath it was $70 less than it is on Lego. And I was like, oh wow. That can't be right but it there's nothing i looked around there were no other price tags for 170 dollars. i was like this is weird i text autumn autumn immediately is like do it like you have to do it (laughs) so i go up to the front with the lego set with the other stuff i had i check out i'm not really paying attention while she rings everything up she hands me the slip and i look and i go Oh, it was $170. That's weird. And I go, that was marked for a hundred back there. And she goes, cool, go talk to the service desk. And I'm like, sure. I walk back to the service desk and I tell them what's up. And I say, listen, if it's 170, it's totally fine. I'd love to have it. I was only going to buy it because it was a crazy deal. It's all good. I'll return it. It's all fine. If that's, if it's 170, totally fine. So this kid is like super bummed. He's like, oh, I really wanted that. We only have one. And I didn't know it was marked down. And I'm like, I will walk back there with you right now. Me and you, we can go back there. I can show you where I got it. If it's an error, we'll fix it. No problem. He goes, oh, I don't really want to do that. So he's like, well, let me radio this person back. I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't want to walk so any further. He radios. I thought you this- wanted the thing. <laughs> So he radios the other person. She she fully admits on the radio. She goes, yeah, I put it in the 99.99 tag. And he, he went, why did you say that on the radio? <laughs> because now they have to sell it to me for 99.99. I, I, at no point was I like, I need to have this. I'm mad. I'm fighting. I was like, I will return it. I, I'm not here to cause problems. Really but there was, a, there was a guy next to the kid that goes, we'll just give him the discount. We'll just sell it to him. And I'm like, oh boy. So I, <laughs> Long story short, I ended up getting it for a massive discount because Target, the lady was like, yeah, I put it down for the $100 thing. And they're like, oh, God, why'd you say it so that he could hear you say it? 
And then they, so I have the Lego right. cube now. Yeah. That is awesome. Now here's the question. Did you also get your 5% target card? To I sure that? did. So I sure did. Target <laughs> red did. card. Hello. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> that yes, is what I I'm talking did. about. Yes, I did. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, enjoy yeah. building that. You I, definitely I, yeah. earned it. <laughs> I have so many comments. One, we bought a cube yes. <laughs> for this price point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very cool, Blair. Two, is there going to be a Mario figure you're going to bonk his head against to get a magic box out of? Uh, that cube is, if that cube makes the bonk sound with him, then we're like way in. But I don't think it does. That um, was the $170 version. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Version that doesn't make yeah. the bonk. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was my, uh, yeah. Uh, to anyone who's listening you and you've never seen my backdrop, I've got, uh, five or six Lego sets back here. I have three more of those heads down on the floor over here, Sabrina. I have a four foot <laughs> super star destroyer on the floor that I need a home for. I have a problem. I admit it's a problem and I embrace it. It's, it's not a problem. You're in, you're in touch with your inner child. There's yes. no problem in that. That's right. There are many things exactly. that we all do that keep us right. in touch with our inner child. Yes. That's yes. right. This is yet another thing that we have connected up. Correct. So I'm very happy to hear all this. <laughs> As if you and I don't have uh, numerous dozens, if not no. dozens of conversations a week about all things running and all things, other things fun. So, um, but yeah, I, I, um, uh, a coworker of mine is also a, a big Lego fan. So like the moment I got back Thursday, I was like, Dan, the coolest thing ever happened. Like, it felt like we were in the sand lot. You know what I mean? Like two yeah. eight year old kids were like, the yes. coolest thing ever happened. I just introduced that movie to my kids. It was Great nice movie. to watch it again. Great it was movies. good. Yeah. Well, I have two very close friends who also identify as adult Lego fans. And anytime <laughs> something new comes out, we're always texting each other back and well, forth about, did you see this one? So they will appreciate this story. <laughs> Sabrina, one more thing for you are now welcome to blow up whatever dms or texts you want about lego sets because i am always here for it too so i am there <laughs> yeah so it's one i i always lead off with I, I it's it's i love talking to people that's where blair and i live we can talk forever <laughs> um so it's great to be able to talk with you as i watch snow accumulate out my window um you have I have so many things obviously that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yes, um, I'm excited. And you know, we've certainly had a lot of conversations in the last six months, especially. Um, but the thing that I've never talked to you about, because we're always in like go mode with a hundred yeah. things going on, <laughs> but you um I you're one of the I was trying to think about this before we talked to you today. I don't know anybody who's like really got the roadmap to get their six star <laughs> world major. Um, and it's been in your profile, obviously, since day one that we started talking. And I always like in my mind was like, it's so amazing that like you actually have that like roadmap your plan is to do Tokyo in 2023 fingers crossed right 
Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely been quite a journey getting to this point um, for, you know, to use the word that everybody tends to use when describing their running adventures. But <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, it's, when I, I ran my first marathon in uh, Chicago in 2003, and yeah. it was kind of funny. I was in an, I was doing an internship. Um, I was, I went to Northwestern for my undergrad and so I was doing an internship downtown and I was just taking the L one day. We have connections with the L for the Skokie Swifters too. Oh, yeah. um, uh-huh. <laughs> but I was taking the L downtown and I just like where I was sitting happened to look up and there was this advertisement for the National AIDS Marathon Training Program. So the AIDS Foundation of Chicago was advertising their marathon program. And of course, as we is very popular now, um, fundraising was, I think, sort of just trying to take off like with marathon connections back then. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, like that looks interesting. Like I'm a little bit of a runner, like casually (laughs) ran in high school, like not very seriously. I did track one year and then like in college, just like for exercise, but um, I'm looking at this thing and I'm, you know, thinking of my dad who is also a runner and I call him as I'm looking at him. I was like, what do you think about this? He's like, nah, I don't know. Like that sounds like a long way, a marathon. Like, yeah, it is a long way. It's 26 miles. (laughs) (laughs) Point two. two. (laughs) Can never forget that. You can never forget that. The Um, point two will get you. (laughs) It will get you, especially when you run Chicago because of Mm -hmm. Mount Roosevelt right at the end. Uh, <laughs> yes. So um yeah, I called him and he was like, No, I don't think so, and uh hung up and I was like, Okay, well maybe I'll sign up. And then an hour later he calls me back and he's like, you know what? Let's both do it. So we both wow. ended up signing up. We ran Chicago so that neat. year. Um we were in different training groups, but we both fundraised for the AIDS Foundation and sure. then it sort of took off from there. Um but I didn't really become aware of the world majors until I would say just before running Berlin, which was in 2017, and that was going to be my third. I had run Boston in 2008, again, with the AIDS Foundation um, and a couple of other marathons in between there. But then running running, uh, Berlin in, in 2018... I was like, well, I'm halfway here and I yeah. you know, learned all about the world majors. So I was like, I might as well try to go for more. Yep. Um, and then did New York that uh, same year and then did London the following year and was all set to earn yeah. number six in uh, March of 2020. Uh-huh. And we all know what happened then. <laughs> so yes. it, it, it was an interesting timing because the, the Tokyo Marathon was sort of one of the first huge like global cancellations of events when the pandemic began and it was kind of like, Oh, well maybe things will like clear up and like the marathon can still take place. And then boom, like everything was done at that point. So, um, when, if hopefully I run next year, it'll sort of be 20 years in the making and my 20th anniversary of running. And so it'll hold a lot of extra special, you know, with it too. Yeah. And, and certainly I, I love your, um, your your signing up for Chicago in 03, just like I saw a thing. It speaks yeah. really to my inner illogical <laughs> being of sure, sounds great. Let's do that. Um, that's fantastic. My favorite was I'm kind of a runner. So <laughs> <laughs> really a marathon would be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know what what possessed Math. me at that point to think yeah. I had done, you know, a 5K to 10K. Let's immediately jump up to the runner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've definitely had a few friends, Sabrina, who when I went to Chicago in 2018, 
Um, Autumn had just kind of started running. I had been running for about a year and a half and we love Chicago in general. So we were just like, it'll be a great trip to go to Chicago during the marathon weekend. We did the super short version. We didn't even, we weren't even there Sunday for the marathon. We came into Chicago Friday, ran the 5k Saturday, got on a flight Saturday night, went home. And by the time I got out of there, I was in the airport just being like, I'm running the marathon next year. And people are like, 5k to marathon huh like that's just how we do that <laughs> kind of a runner <laughs> kind of a runner i think we could, that needs to be a hashtag kind of a runner kind of a runner <laughs> that's where you um, i'm from. gonna start using that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like you know i i think that i've thought a lot about especially world majors in the current form and and by no means like, yeah, marathoning has become more popular. Certainly there are more people running marathons. So it's so hard to lottery Chicago lottery, New York lottery is pure madness. Um, London lottery, yeah. Berlin lottery. London. So it's so hard to, to hit these lotteries to get to this. And, and Tokyo seems like the very, very difficult one too. So in a way, like the fact that you got started in 03 and were able mm -hmm. to check some of those buckets before those buckets got really, really difficult to get to. <laughs> yes. Um, there's some good foundation there. So that's so cool that you were able to, to get that start and kind of check some of the elusive ones off in, in a more early phase. Because yeah. I think it was like 2017 was when New York suddenly started getting like over a million people were applying to run there. And you're just like, how am I supposed to get in that race? Might as well win the actual yeah. lottery. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Well, yeah. and I think that's that's part of the thing that I I feel very, I guess, fortunate and just privileged to be able to say that like I have so many friends and family who have donated to this yeah. cause over yeah. the years. I mean, I've I've done most of my marathons have been for charities. Um, the AIDS Foundation, Pause Chicago Animal, mm -hmm. you know, organization. Um, I've done a diabetes organization. So I would say I've raised close to, if not more than $20,000 over the course Amazing. of the last 20 wow. years for these various organizations. And so really, I mean, you know, we talk all the time um, about running being such a community. And like, I think yeah. this is sort of the perfect example of that. Like you're not, yeah. you're not just running for yourself. You're running for all of these other people, but you're also running for your own immediate circles too, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. as a way to say, thank you, you know, for supporting yeah. me throughout all of these efforts yeah. and yeah. for dealing with my paper crazies <laughs> and <laughs> my training nightmares my and training, all sorts of yeah. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Last year when, um, or not last year, 2020, when a lot of the marathons didn't happen, I, you know, I, I, I joke with like tons of people about my, it's both my, one of my, I think most redeeming good qualities and also one of my worst ever <laughs> qualities is, um, when they were all getting canceled, I was like, those charities are going to get like bamboozled they're not getting it, that is a yeah. massive cut of the pie for a mm -hmm. lot of those charities in chicago new york etc and I, I had to like slowly like in my mind be like back away from your desk because i was like what can i do right and it's not my mission to fix those problems but i was like chicago all those charities are going to not get the funds that they need and i was like i for 
20 seconds was like, how do I take it upon myself? Um, (laughs) And you're just like, you can't. But um, that's so fantastic that you've done it for those reasons. Um, You know, I know this about you and plenty of other people know this about you. And we're going to get into... There's no way we're not talking about Swifters th- <laughs> yes. through some point of this podcast. I know you do um, have to talk about that. Yeah, but <laughs> you you are a very compassionate, generous, optimistic, wonderful person. Oh, and thank you. that was what when you posted, you know, and we're we're gonna earmark this and come back to it, but <laughs> when you wrote your like first post on your personal account about you were starting your run club. I was just like, if there's a person that's going to like do this and, you know, really cultivate a, a you know, a, a group of people and a, and a culture and a, an entire thing for a, a run club, you're a person that can do that. And you were so excited about it. And then I was like, I want to hop on this excited bus, even though I'm in Morgantown, West. Like, you know, I was like, I'm not in Skokie, but I don't know how I can, you know, same kind of thing. I want to lift this thing up and do this thing. Um, so well, and we're so grateful. I mean, well, that needs to be said up front too. You know, thank you for all of that. But we're so grateful that there was someone like you who wanted to make that partnership. You know, I think there are are a lot of different groups that maybe we could have joined up with or that maybe also had some interest, but just the fact that for the run is for runners. Like, I mean, you are giving back too when you're doing these kinds of partnerships. And so, you know, that really spoke to me with the way that I had been doing charities for marathons for so long. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have access to running unless they were doing it with an organization or with a charity. And so, you know, in as much as we can talk about, um, you know, oh, charity spots for Boston. And like, we can have that debate. That's fine. But I think that an access point for a lot of people to enter the community are these yeah. ways. And yeah. and I think it's important to provide those options for people. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, um, I, I, you know, Autumn is going to run Chicago this year for Alzheimer's. Um, yes, and- I just bought earrings. Yeah, I'm so yeah. Excited. Uh, as I as I peek over my desk as she's laying on the couch out there, she's she's crushing it in her own wonderful way. Um, and we're so excited to raise some money for that. Um, and I was going to run Chicago in 2020 again for the Cancer Society, and certainly that all eroded. And um, but yeah, I, I, you know. And, and to your point, like you were talking about the Boston charity thing, but to dude, if you fundraise for Boston, that is no joke. Like it's listen, no, right? Like <laughs> Chicago not. and New York have their price caps for sure of what you need to fundraise. Boston's fundraising caps are like, oh, this isn't like um, 25% like effort to raise the money to get, you know what I mean? When you yeah. fundraise for Boston, it is a commitment that you yeah. are really putting your butt out there. Um, so, you know, whatever arguments or views that people have on that entire spectrum, the amount of funds that those people 
are able to give to important causes. And furthermore, they're bringing so much passion. They're bringing a lot of what makes the Boston Marathon the Boston Marathon. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's an amazing thing. And yeah, I I have never ending aspirations to continue um, trying to find a niche into those charity runners and, and all of those things, whether it be through for the run or other, um, other ways, but, um, that is fantastic that that is the way that you've done it. So I, yeah. I'm, you know, for me, I'm not looking at any of that as a lesser anything. If anything, it's, you're the type of person that wants to do those things. And the fact that you've been able to raise, like you said, close to $20,000 to help causes yeah. is truly a, a wonderful thing. So yeah, thank I, I you. that's amazing. And I think that the other thing I, I, you know, I hear all of that and, and I definitely agree with all of that. And I think the other layer to that is how, when you are doing fundraising, it's almost like you're doing, I don't want to call them a job, right? Like one of your jobs, though, I mean, as for, for lack of a better word, job, one of your jobs is to train, right? You got to run the race yeah. <laughs> asking people yeah. for all this money, but the other job is to do the fundraising. And like, right. it's yeah. not, it's not easy. And mm-hmm. especially when you start thinking about some of those higher amounts, um, you know, I had, I had to do eight, more than 8,000 for, um, London and the creativity that my family was able to come up with to help me with that. And my friends and just doing events and, you know, trying to go to restaurants to ask for percentages and like, you have to make yeah. time for that too. And so it's this whole other level. And it's like that, that's, that's like, you need a training schedule for that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Too. We really do. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, I, I think in a subconscious kind of way, I joined the American Cancer Society's fundraising cause for Chicago before for the run launched. So I think in a roundabout way, my brain, um, I, I've I've talked with Blair and a bunch of other people, like ever since I graduated college and wanted to design stuff for a living, I've always kind of wanted to make shirts and do that thing, but I never had a why. And for me, I have to have a why or it's not going to happen. Like, right. I'm not going to have the drive. I have to have a why. And when I started running again into what you've already spoken to, the running community is in many ways semi-unparalleled in terms of dedication from other people to your efforts. Mm-hmm. And I think my mind started arriving when I decided I want to, I don't want to just run Chicago. I want to run Chicago um, in memory of my grandfather and also in a roundabout way as a homage to my grandmother. And it meant a lot. And I think that was maybe like one of the seeds that got planted of like, Oh, I can do this thing that I've always kind of wanted to do. And I have the why. And I think that the why kind of sprouted before, like, I didn't think to myself, oh, maybe I should make shirts for runners. I think it was more like, (laughs) I don't want to just give back through this charity run. I want to give back beyond that. And and that, I think, is where that all kind of stems from. So in a roundabout way, I think running for charity for Chicago has spawned effectively the three rectangles that we're all sitting in and all these other things, but um, direct connection to Skokie Swifters from yeah. your no, Chicago so Marathon. I have to share about that because I don't know that everybody knows about what that is. So, yeah. Oh, I'm happy to. Um, 
So the Skokie Swifters is a fairly new run walk club um, in the village of Skokie, which for being named a village is a bit of a misnomer. It's close to 70,000 residents, but um, it has that name of village. So we're just north of Chicago. Um, And it kind of goes back to an idea that I've sort of always had uh, just growing up within Skokie. I'm born and raised here and I've lived elsewhere, but always have come back here. And when I was in high school, um, I knew of something called the Oakton Runners Club, which was a club that was for Skokie, but it was based out of the high school. One of the cross country coaches was in charge. Um, and it was a little bit more competitive in nature. Just they had a lot of the cross country team participate and then some faster adults who tended to compete in local races and things like that. Um, but that sort of disbanded a little bit once the coach retired. And, you know, it always was there in my head. Just I really want to be able to have something for this population that loves to run and just wants to come out and have a good time. And, you know, we're very close to another large city just north of Chicago, Evanston. They have a runner's club. There's lots of different runner's clubs within the city itself, but there was nothing for Skokie. And so um, last spring, I kind of threw a couple friends together and we got a little Facebook group going and we had 15 people to start and it was great. Um, and then over the summer, we connected with one of our local breweries, Sketchbook oh, Brewery. Uh, which is both in Skokie and Evanston. And um, they offered to sort of let us meet there on a weekly basis. And, you know, it was good for both of us. We brought them business and, you know, they were able to support us and spread our word. Um, and then I, I I would be remiss if I didn't uh, shout out to Haley AP on the run for introducing me to for the run. Um, <laughs> Because then from that point, we made a connection there um, with Sean for the for the logo and getting the clothing going. And um, September 14th, uh, we had our first weekly meetup and we had about 10 people come. And a couple months later at our Halloween party, we had over 40 people show up. So now we have close to, I would say, 85 people in our Facebook group that started with just 15 less than a year ago. So the Skokie Swifters are off and running. That's so exciting. See what I, see what I did there? Had to get uh. <laughs> <laughs> My friends would be very disappointed if there was no pun throughout uh. this entire episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just stoked that it's grown so much. We have Tuesday runs, we have Saturday runs, we've got a lot of different races that we're all participating in. Um, a bunch of us are doing a local half marathon and 5K in a couple of weeks. Um, and so I'm just, I'm both very grateful and very proud of how this has all come together over the last few months. Yeah, that's yeah. really amazing. And in such a short amount of time, if it was starting yeah. in September, it hasn't been that long. So that's great. Yeah, well, we are. Yeah, we just continue. And we, we know that we're going to like sort of probably fall off a little bit now. Blair, our weather is very different here <laughs> than it is for you. <laughs> I know that's, that's one thing I always think about. <laughs> Yes. So we may not have the same kind of, you Got know, it. attendance okay. in the le- right. next I'm couple I'm learning weeks. about snow. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have seen it or ever experienced it. I'm learning about what it's like. <laughs> yes. 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 But we definitely have our winter warriors who are out there every week, our regulars. And um, hopefully in the spring. Yeah, we'll we'll grab some newbies again in the spring. So, yeah. yeah. When you don't have icicle eyelashes and hair and stuff, right? right? That's right. All the guys and their beards. With yes, their the winter beard. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> None oh, of that looks appealing. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, Sabrina. I 
<laughs> as you were talking through all that, I um I was laughing in my head because <laughs> when so Sabrina and I had a conversation, I think in August about the whole Swifter mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And um I I mean, Blair, you know this about me. I can't, there's no half assing of anything in my life. No, it's always your whole ass. Just whole ass. <laughs> whole and ass effort all the time. <laughs> so Sabrina and I have a conversation. I think it was like one evening, like 945 at night. We were like, hey, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll play around with this. And I was like, yeah. And naturally, I don't, I don't think I've ever told you all this stuff, Sabrina. So this will probably be amusing, but I'm like getting ready for bed that night. And my brain's already like, okay, like we got to, this has to happen. Um, I have to think of something. And then that morning I wake up, we have a little bit of a conversation. I think at like 9 AM here, which is 8 AM for you. We're kind of talking more about uh, Skokie. And then before you know it, I, I'm like reading the Wikipedia on the history of Skokie and I'm on the Skokie community uh, page and I'm learning about the city council of Skokie and I'm learning about. All oh, wow. I wanted like, I was like, whatever this has to be, has to be Skokie. It can't just be a runner. It, it needs to be a Skokie yeah. thing. It really has to resonate. And um so much of what Sabrina had talked about was around this um, this line of the Metro in Chicago, which is the Skokie Swift. And so I was and, and you know, I, so I was like, well, I think it really needs to be a subway car. So how do I make a subway car not just be a subway car? <laughs> um, so I, I pretty much that entire day around like I was doing work meetings and talking with people through work and. Every time I had 10 minutes, I would like dive into Illustrator and draw more subway cars. And then at lunch, I'm drawing subway cars. And <laughs> after I'm done with work that day, I'm drawing more subway cars. And <laughs> I finally did something and I came out uh, and I showed Autumn and I was like, I think this is rad, but I, I think, and I showed her what is now the logo. And she was like, yeah, this is rad. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately <laughs> sent it to Sabrina and, uh, Yeah. It was like, I told Sabrina, I was like, this could be a day or this could be three weeks. I'm not, I can't tell you with any certainty which one it's going to be. Um, but it was like 22 hours after we had it was, talked. I it was had... not even a day. And it was funny. That sounds because right, Sabrina. That sounds right. I, I was, yeah, I was just so appreciative of, you know, you taking the time for this and, you know, no expectation of any sort of thing. Just let's just see what plays out here. Yeah. And like, I, I look at my phone for my messages at the end of that day. Like my mouth, like literally dropped to the floor. <laughs> like this is done already. Like we have a logo. I need to tell the entire world. <laughs> so much, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so it was, it was cool. um, when we get to come out to Chicago uh, for for Autumn's race, I'm certainly like I've told you, I'm definitely Skokie is like a cornerstone of the trip. But <laughs> at this point, I think I'm going to be like, um, I think I'll be someone that like shows up and gives people tours of Skokie because at this point, <laughs> I've read the Wikipedia, I know the city history. Um, uh, only you and I know this, Sabrina, but I've drawn the map. I've drawn the city of Skokie in a map form now. 
That is a fact. Yes, I do know that. (laughs) I've done a lot of things Skokie-centric to the point where I feel like I should show up at Skokie with like a monocle and a top hat and be like, I'm here for Skokie. That would be really great. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, I I mean, that's just, I, I didn't know that about all the research piece. And so I'm, I'm very excited to learn that right now. And I think it, it sort of just speaks on a larger scale. And I don't think you necessarily know this part either. It sort of speaks on a larger scale of how, um, you know, we really wanted to make this run walk club special for Skokie. Like we have a bunch of others in the area that people do go to and continue to go to. Um, but we wanted something that really tried to emphasize Skokie's community specifically. And Skokie has gone through so many changes in the time that I was growing up here as a kid. And, um, you know, it really is a family community. Um, but I think there are just so many opportunities for every age group here. And, and that's sort of what I wanted reflected in the Skokie Swifters. You know, our eldest member is Actually, my mom, Mama Swifter, probably. <laughs> oh, I like that you named her Mama Swifter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's actually, can we can we earmark that for later? Yes. There's nicknames that we started coming up for each of us. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, people who are in their early 20s and have just moved to Skokie and are just starting out in, you know, their suburban lives. And, you know, we have people who've been living here their entire lives. And, um, you know, it really I wanted that to be a part of it, that people could come there. They could be a walker. They could be a runner. They could be whoever. And they would find not just the community group, but we've really started to see some genuine friendships form from this, yeah. too. And that's just it just warms my heart. <laughs> it just makes me feel yeah. so good that this is a thing that people can connect to. And that was needed. You know, it really speaks yeah. to that too. Well, uh, I'll even add to that, Sabrina, in the sense that every Tuesday, I have basically come accustomed to expecting that between 9.45 my time, which is 8.45 your time, and <laughs> 10, 15 your time, there's going to be a Skokie post And I'm going to see a whole bunch of people. um, And some of them are going to be in Swifter stuff. And the post is going to be super positive. And while I might be an eight or nine hour car ride from Chicago, I look forward to that every Tuesday um, and seeing all the happiness and and, um, that community. So um, it's a little bit of fuel even from from a distance so it's something i look well, forward to and it, it makes me happy every week so i'm i'm so glad to hear that and i yeah. i sh- want to shout out autumn for repping our shirt too on, <laughs> on her peloton workouts <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you I, I started making the shirts and um usually when i make a shirt i'm like do you want one of these i you know i have to i have to know what overprint stuff i'm making and uh I didn't need to ask for that one. She was like, so when yeah. you make those, I'm that's I'm getting whatever you make of that is happening. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> excellent. Um, excellent. Yeah. But uh so I wanna I wanna circle back to Chicago 2003 when okay. um just you know, I'm kind of a runner, um <laughs> runs Chicago. <laughs> So there's right. We runners all joke that when you're done with your marathon, you go through maybe two minutes of like, I hate this. Everything sucks. I'm never doing this again. 
to yep. 24 hours <laughs> later, possibly being like, I love the metal. I love everything. I'm going to do this more. Um, what was, what was Sabrina 2003 post Chicago? Was, was there any grievances to be aired or were you like, sign me back up right now and let's go? Um, you, you just said it, right. Everything <laughs> sucked for, for a little while. And then I was right back on the computer. Um, but, but, you know, in, seriously though, it, um, that was, that was a challenge. I mean, that was the first sort of serious running and training that I had done. And I would say about a month before the actual marathon, I had a terrible it band injury mm, and, so um, I was, yeah. And I was out for a solid I would say three weeks and really only had a couple of, you know, not even more than maybe like eight or 10 miles, um, the week leading up to the marathon, which, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that much anyway, but at that point, my mental capacity needed like to have that confidence again. And, um, so I ended up making it through mile 13, just fine. And then the IT band pulled and I had to walk the entire second half, but I finished. So, you know, that was, I think, motivation enough to say, let's do this again. Mm -hmm. Um, And the next year I signed up with the AIDS Foundation again, and we went to Dublin, Ireland um, for that one, which is fantastic. (laughs) I've always wanted to go to Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Dublin as a city is so concentrated, you know, just the city proper. And so you basically see the whole thing. Oh, when yeah. you wow. when you're running that marathon and um do watch out for the cobblestone streets though that was really <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> yeah I definitely would fall. <laughs> yeah yeah but i think like just the you know that the marathoning and the traveling was really cool those first mm-hmm. few years i was doing it um but i would say the last you know maybe four or five years i've really been driven to sort of try to step up to what i believe is maybe my potential as a runner and um, so I've been working with a running coach. Hi, coach Deborah. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and she's really been so helpful in taking me to a completely different place than I was when I started in 2003. And even though I'm pushing faster as a master status, I would say I'm better as a runner now than mm-hmm. I was when I was in my twenties, just starting yeah. out. Um, but you know, part of that is, it's not just, you know, training. It's also, I think a mindset that shifts, at least I'm starting to notice that in myself as a runner that obviously there are times and paces and and race goals that I have, but especially I think because of the pandemic, that's sort of shifted to trying to just get back to appreciating running for Mm -hmm. running's sake. And, um, you know, that's obviously not easy every time. And of course there's always going to be like, Oh, can I try for a PR? But I think that's, finding a balance for me is becoming more important um, mm-hmm. as time is and 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 just in the sense of trying to take care of your body better too you know as as time goes on because I definitely want to be that 105 year old in her own age group winning <laughs> winning records you know as you run down the track <laughs> exactly yes. the 100 meter yes low dash that's the goal 105 100 meters yes all of it <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah Blair has um through our continued discussions on this podcast (laughs) um, and our daily check-ins of um, just, you know, life. Uh, Are you still alive? Yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, literal check-ins, literal check-ins. But, you know, it's helped me to arrive at a place of, and it's, 
you know, some days admittedly, I'm like, I just, I just want to run all the time and not do the other stuff. But my brain is, uh, I think in an 80% state now of, mm-hmm. um, I actually had this conversation yesterday with my mom. She was like, so how is running? Which was a very broad question to which I like leaned back in my chair and was like, how much time? That's a, that's a long winded <laughs> answer there, mom. Um, but you know, and, and I've put this in, I think in a couple of stories on my running account of just like, the best version of myself isn't the version that skips leg day, skips the stretch, skips the yoga, skips the bike ride. Um, I thought that was the best version of myself. Um, And through no fault of anyone else, just through observation, you would see, um, we'll give little shout outs here to Mama Brooke runs, um, Kofuzi, a Chicago guy that has a YouTube channel. There, there were people that I first stumbled across and certainly on IG, you are getting 2% of what someone's dealing with, but I certainly observed a lot of people who just seemed to be running and crushing it. And, you know, so through my first marathon training, I was just like, well, when things hurt, I just need more. I just got to do more. Um, I'll foam roll a little while longer. I'll stretch a little bit more, but I just need more miles. And, um, through Blair's insistence on like, have you done some leg work or some core work? Like, and there's, you know, I don't have, I had almost the same thing, Sabrina, with my first training, my IT was so, pissed off by the time I got to Chicago that I was like, whatever I do will be a victory. Um, but I don't, I'm not having those. I I go out for runs and my legs aren't giving me all those signs. And for me, uh, when I have to fold myself up like a transformer to get into a car and drive somewhere, I used to get, (laughs) my hips used to be like, what's up? Guess what? We still hate you. Um, those things happen less. So I'm in that same boat as you of like, I've, I've come to a place where I'm kind of like the best version of myself, um, right now, isn't the version of myself that looks at the time. It's the version of myself that looks at how am I feeling as I put more work into being the runner I want to be. And if that return is I'm not getting the pain and I'm loving the miles and appreciating running and running for the reasons that running brought me back, then that's the version of a runner I want to be. Um, yeah. So that's, and I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I think, no, I'm just, I'm just sort of like echoing all that as you're talking. Cause I, I think there's something to this, like you're, you're maturing of yourself as a runner <laughs> in some ways, like, yeah. um, you know, as, as, as we're so exposed within the running community on like social media and you see everybody doing their stuff, like you can't be all of those people. And I think the comparison game can sometimes be so heavy, especially if we're not feeling good about ourselves for whatever reason in that moment, in that day, in that month, whatever. Yeah. And there's, there's something about, you know, really picking and choosing what works for you and you have to, you have to, spend some time planning that. And I think like that's, that's the hard thing for some people. Um, but I just, I also just 
want to shout out my husband here for a second, who is so consistent in his stretching and so consistent in his strength and what he does. And he's a cyclist. And so, you know, we don't necessarily connect on the running piece, but we connect on the athletic piece. And I, I admire him so much for all the consistency that he has with those extra pieces. Um, and you know, you having those models and having those people in one way, you can see the comparison game, but in another, it really can provide you with the tools that you might need yourself too. Yeah. So I, yeah, I hear all that. I I've given a lot of thought to something and we've talked about it a little bit in a couple of other episodes, but so to everyone who's listening to this episode, you guys typically know we record on Sundays. So we are recording again on a Sunday. The Houston <laughs> Marathon in half was this morning. Yep, sure was. Oh my God. So and exciting. So, <laughs> yes. But to to that end, so one, Sarah Hall goes out and smashes the American record for half. Yep. Two, Kiara D'Amato goes out and smashes the American record for full. Yeah. Go girl. Those are 37 <laughs> and 38 year old mothers. Yes. Badasses. Preach. Okay. Yeah. On your, yeah. Okay. On your stool. But <laughs> yeah. to that extent, I think, I think that there's something. So we've seen it in a lot of other sports where uh, in the nineties, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan because he unlocked something that no one else had unlocked, which is like, do the other stuff. Don't go out and shoot 75,000 three pointers at practice, do some lifting, do some yoga, do some of those yeah. things. He unlocks something. And then the NBA transforms into everyone's doing that. And now there's not one person because everyone has the keys, but I feel like running is in a really fascinating place right now where the people who are at the top of the mountain, and that doesn't mean just the elites, the people that we're seeing even in our community that are hitting their PRs, becoming the best versions of themselves in running and in life are as Blair and I, you you said the word Blair laughed and I knew why she laughed. We're more mature. We're maturing. Um, I'm maturing. I'll just take it on and make it personal. I am maturing. (laughs) My body is different. I will also say that. (laughs) My body's different. I think, but I I think that results from the Sarah Halls, from the Kira D'Amato's, from Eulid Kipchoge, from, right, the, the best of the best and the best of ourselves are seeming to start like 29 isn't when you've got to be your best. 32 isn't when you've got to be your best. You are seeing people, Sarah Hall was not viewed as the next great hope for American women distance runners. And she's moving the bar. And now Mm -hmm. Kira D'Amato is moving the bar. And these are not the people that are just showing up and certainly there's Molly Seidel there, right. There are people in that, that spectrum, but there are people who are making big, big waves. I think because there is a maturation process of when you're in your twenties, your body can probably make it just from running. You know what I mean? And, but that's not the strongest version of yourself. The strongest version of yourself is the one that's like doing the oblique work, doing the glute work, (laughs) not just saying my quads and my calves are going to get me through this 26.2 miles. And you're seeing, I mean, more than anything, the thing that makes me so happy, like Autumn and I were kind of having like a small party today of like these freaking badass women, (laughs) mothers with 
and so, right. Kara D'Amato is a jobs. real estate. Yeah, agent. she has a you know full-time I mean? job. Like, yeah. And she just smashed the door off of that thing. Yep. Let's celebrate the hell out of that stuff. But let's also take some inventory of all of us, right? Like I, I genuinely believe I'm kind of like literally just cracked the door to something that I didn't believe I needed before, which is like, you know what? Maybe run four days a week right now and do three days of really dedicated one day of full rest and give your body that opportunity, yeah. but two days of more dedicated work and jumping on the bike and doing those things and acknowledging their returns and acknowledging that the best version of ourselves isn't just like, well, if I just get out on my legs a little bit more, it's going to work itself out. Right. Um, yeah. But, you well, know, uh, and then, yeah, that, that changes like with, with how you mature too, you know, right. like what you consider as best or what yeah. you consider as good, like is also going to change as your goals change. And as you were talking about, you know, it's not just the elites that we're seeing this, but like everyday runners among us. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking of one of my friends who I just had this conversation with and for herself, she's at, you know, she's, she's in this newer age group mm-hmm. and she's hitting all of these PRs and she's taking yeah. care of herself differently than she has. And yeah, it's, it's just so interesting to watch that because you know, I think maybe years ago, oh, like you're getting older, like you're going to slow down. Yeah. And yeah, I think especially for women, um, I'm a little nervous about entering that 40 to 45 year old age group because <laughs> it's there's a, it's some a stacked field. There. Yeah. <laughs> field, you know, but that just speaks to the maturity well, and the and the values and how those change. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm talking to two people who have not seen the best versions of themselves today right now. I definitely didn't see her this morning. <laughs> she did not show up for the first workout back post COVID. So she, she That's definitely okay. was on hiatus. <laughs> we're, we're building back. We're built in the words that we're not going to politicize here today, but building back better Blair. There's where we're going. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was, that was interesting. I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's a whole other story that doesn't need to happen right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I believe that. I believe that for for both of you and for so many other people out there. I mean, Sabrina, you say that, but you're also going to be one of those people showing up. You know? Yeah, I and I believe that, um, and I think that's part of the. I think that's like I believe that I still have more to give, and you know, I, I think back to when everything first shut down in 2020, I did all these virtual races and, you know, they may not have counted on an official race report somewhere, but I hit, (laughs) I hit like 10 PRs that year. And for me, they count, they count my heart. They count on on my Instagram, you know, they count. And if that race efforts there, it counts. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and when I look at that, I think like, okay, like I am comfortable getting into a place where Mm -hmm. like, enjoying the run more and, and really getting back to and enjoying that just for the sake of it. And also I remember how good that was. And I think just the fact of enjoying the run is motivating to go get those times or goals or whatever they are again, but, but valuing both of those things, it doesn't have to be just one. 
Yeah. I feel like so much has changed since 2020. Like we were put into circumstances of life that have forced us to like reevaluate our priorities and everything else. So I feel like in conjunction with that and maturation, like my, everything is just different. Like what is motivating, like you said, like just being grateful for movement, the ability to be on my feet. Like there's just so many things that I think make a difference in our mindset and how we look at like racing as a whole. Um, but I definitely feel like there's been a definite switch for me specifically, like since 2020 about like what is really important and what I'm willing to like take time for, which is that strength piece and the stretching piece and yoga and like meditation, Mm -hmm. like all of those pieces just overall make us better people than just the miles on my feet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm having, uh, mini celebrations just about every day right now, Blair, of the fact that yeah. uh, like four months ago, if you would ask me to like touch my toes, I would have been like, <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. Um, but like now I stretch and my head's starting to get closer to my knee and I'm like, I'm doing it. You are doing it. You're right. Um, You're doing it. But it, you know, those were not versions of Sean, even no. 33 year old Sean. It was just like, you know, for the lack of, you know, bringing up our favorite Canadian thing at this point for so many people, just send it. Like, we're just going to send it. It's fine. Like, I'm just going to put on my shoes and run a little harder and it'll work itself out. It has to. um, That is not where I'm living right now. And I'm actually really, really excited about that. But um, and you're both speaking to it really well and just. Like I said, this the stuff I saw this morning from um from those women was like this is this is where distance running, especially, like mm-hmm. this is where it's at, is that I think and and I can't I'm certainly not gonna try and put words in Sarah Hall's mouth, but the fact that her coming out party seemed to be in a COVID regulated London marathon, like I feel like she was like, I'm just, whatever, we're just going to go for it. And the fact that like she lost her watch in that race and couldn't hear her husband giving her coaching tips and she's on the last lap. She doesn't know where second place is. And she's like, whatever, I'm just going to like go. What? Who knows? Whatever. And meanwhile, we're all watching the TV, like screaming our faces off. Cause we're like, she's right there. And you don't even know it. Um, but, you know, I definitely it, lost my voice. For oh that one. <laughs> my God. Like I, I, I haven't screamed at a television that much in a long time. Cause like, we're all watching and she's like, I'm like, like they're cutting to the girl in second and they're cutting to Sarah. And I'm like, Sarah looks like she's running way faster than that girl. And then all of a sudden they're in the same frame. And I'm like, Oh my God, she is running way faster. Than that, girl. Um, that was a good race too. But and, and seeing, you know, just these people that I think have, matured to a place where they're like, I know what I am and I know what I want to be. And that version of myself is a much more comfortable version of myself. And I'm going to enjoy this. And it's leading to people effectively setting places on fire every time that they lace up. So um, I think it's, it's really important. And if, if you're someone out there that's in your twenties, listening to a bunch of 30 something year old people talk, (laughs) 
don't, we're not coming at you. We're not coming at you hot here. We're just telling just trying you, to help you where you're probably going to be in about eight to 10 years is yeah. the, Oh, um, we, we are all envious of your never ending leg endurance, but sometime <laughs> it's going to show up and the bike and all the other things will probably become important. But, um, mm. so on top of all this stuff, you uh, spoke to it a little, you gave us a little hint there. Um, you are slowly coming in on your faster as a master um, <laughs> life. So you are run streaking for your 39th birthday, which um, yes. is a very, very cool thing. I, I, I actually think that when I was run streaking, in a roundabout way too, that taught me possibly more about who I am as a runner than anything and taught me what I know I need to be as a runner in some ways bad and in some ways good. Um, I've joked with Blair that I was really contemplating ending my run streak for a couple of months and I was being stubborn about it. And then my body was like, oh, you don't, you, you, you want to keep run streaking? Well, guess what? We're going to give you COVID. So yeah. now you're not going to run streak anymore. Um, down. And uh, I was like, oh, touche body, touche. I, I hear what you're saying now. Um, but, you know, it, it did teach me a lot about myself. Um, I'm excited for, um, to hear what you celebrating your 40th birthday and the months that follow that um, will give you coming. And, and, and if you're still run streaking through all that, that's awesome. But I'll be really interested <laughs> to talk with you um, once you hit that mark to, to see what you've kind of taken away from the whole thing. I think everyone takes different things, but I'll be excited to hear what you're yeah. taking. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I, I see, I have a lot of friends who do them and I, you know, see them all over social media and, you know, I've always sort of been like, gosh, like, don't you need some rest? And like, you know, rest can mean different things, obviously, to different people. And, right. and certainly active rest can also be a thing. Um, but I think this just goes back to this conversation about strength and about adding these all these other things that are incredibly important. And surprise, if you do them, like how much better your running can actually right. be, right? Mm -hmm. right? If I foam roll, look at how much better I feel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like magic. Right. Um, but, but I think part of the, yeah, the, the, the run streak was sort of like, you know, I, let me, let me try this. Let me say goodbye and thank you to my thirties for <laughs> allowing me to run as much as I have and, yeah. and get ready for the next phase. Um, cause you know, I, I want to keep doing this and I, I want to do it for myself. I want to do it for my body, for my mental health. Um, that's huge to me and I want to do it to be a part of the community. You know, I yeah. like the act of running itself. I'm not like madly in love with, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I like it well enough to keep doing it, but it's everything else that it gives me. And, you know, the, the community aspect is such a huge part of that, obviously going back to the Swifters, but just in general, the friends that I've made through yeah. running through traveling while running, um, you know, getting to cross the London Marathon finish line with one of my very dear friends that only came into my life a couple of years ago, but already, you know, it's like I've known her forever. I mean, it's just these connections that you make um, yeah. are just so important. And I always want to be able to stay involved in that. Mm -hmm. Totally agreed. Um, before we get into the wrap up 
parts of this, one of which is the nicknames for Swifters and all those things. Oh my gosh. The okay. other thing, I've got to, I got to get my list going. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you start loading that up. You, um, you also, the last two years to wrap up a year have, uh, and I'm not going to get the phrase, right. So I'm going to let you say the phrase, but you've been running on, is it new year's Eve or new year's day where you, I'll let Near you yeah, just take it from yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So, so um, yeah, thank you for giving me the space to talk about this because it's becoming a new tradition. Uh-huh. Um, so, so at the end of 2020, um, you know, I had been doing a lot of virtual racing and had just been trying to stay very consistent with my running. I was still working with my coach at that time too. And, um, you know, I started thinking like, what am I going to do, you know, to kind of, say goodbye to this year. Like there, you know, there wasn't a marathon ahead of me. There wasn't, you know, we did a virtual half with a bunch of friends in that October and it was great. And it was fun, but it was like, what can I really do? So, um, there is a, uh, forest preserve trail, not very far from us. And it's called the North branch trail. And at the end of that first year, we called it the end of the dumpster fire. So long 2020, <laughs> 20 miler. <laughs> and, from the very beginning of the trail to the very end of it. And there's a final loop portion of it. That whole thing is about 21 miles. Um, and so I decided on new year's Eve, I'm going to run this thing as like a peace out. Hopefully we'll never have another year like this again. <laughs> Haha, we got cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I got a bunch of friends to come out and after the, you know, after the run, we had a little parking lot party and it was just, it was, you know, it was sort of trying to take in those social distancing and masking requirements that we still hadn't quite figured out how to quote unquote normalize yet. Um, but the, the, the now become sort of an annual thing. So we did it again this year on New Year's Eve. I had even more people come out and we did another party and, you know, it was very well populated by some Swifters now that we have our club. And so hopefully it's just going to become kind of a thing. Um, I have a quick funny story about it actually is the, the maybe the couple of weeks leading up to the first time that I did it. Um, I reached out to the park district that before preserve management. And I was just curious. I just emailed and was like, Hey, I'm thinking of running this whole trail. Do you by chance, like have any records of people doing that? You know, I'm not going for a time, but I'm just sort of curious. Yeah. And, um, the guy emailed me back and he was like, well, first of all, no, you know, we don't, we don't have any, uh, records of that. And second of all, uh, we actively discourage you running for time, given there are so many crosswalks and stoplights and street closures. So we want you to be extra careful. <laughs> like, okay, I will, I will take that and I will just do this thing and we'll be careful. I promise. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Someone emailed their boss and they were like, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't let her do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it's, it, it's been a nice way to sort of, you know, say so long to these years. And um, I, I hope it sort of becomes a bigger thing over time. And, and the trail itself is just so pretty. And given where we live, you know, with our proximity to the city, it's just nice to be able to get out in nature like that, too. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, access these beautiful parks that we have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say that I, I think that's a part of why um, I really love Chicago as much as I do it you get there and yeah it's a big to paraphrase uh it's either Beyonce or Alicia Keys concrete jungle right like you just have sidewalks and pavement and 
but the city does a really great job. They have the lake, right? They have the lakefront. They have these wonderful parks. They have fantastic suburbs that um, also do a really nice job of um, lending themselves to, to runners. It's, it's a great running city. Um, and I've loved it for so much of my life. And then going there to get drunk on marathon fever um, for the first time in, in 2018 was both the greatest and possibly worst thing for me. Cause I was like, I, w- when we went back this, this summer, I was just like, it's fine, but I love, I love it way more when there's like a hundred thousand runners here. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a wonderful place. And uh, I I'm optimistic to see what the, uh, the 2022 version of that looks like as, uh, as it continues to progress. So it's a very yeah. cool thing though. Me too. I'll be starting my training for that this summer. So I'm, I just on a whim was like, Oh, you've run the shamrock shuffle 13 times. You have legacy access. Want to do it? Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. Obviously I want to do it. (laughs) It doesn't take much to to click the yes button. So I'll be there too. (laughs) There there's uh, there's going to be a lot of people in Chicago this year. So it's going to be fun, but uh yeah. All right. So uh, let's let's go over you. So, Sabrina, you're speaking to me because I've told Blair this. When I was in high school, all of my friends, um, we all had nicknames for each other. <laughs> and they were they became so profound to each of us mm-hmm. that while I don't get to talk to many of my high school friends at this point, I do know that all of them like we my one of my best friends in high school, his nickname was Waffle. <laughs> and to this day, he's like a manager of a store and his employees call him Waffle. Like what? people that have no relation to the formation of his nickname, which was like when he was 15 or 14, he's still Waffle to like everybody. And when my mom was still a dental hygienist, mm-hmm. people would come in to get their teeth mm-hmm. clean. They only knew her as Ogre's mom. They didn't know her <laughs> as Sean. I was Ogre and to people to this day there, I'm still that. Um, oh, wow. I, I see yep. Waffle's mom and she just, <laughs> ca- she says, hi, Ogre. There's no shot that, that doesn't exist. I am a, <laughs> an entirely different person where I grew up. And sometimes my parents to this day will still be like, I was at the gas station some like a week ago and I heard somebody say hi ogre's dad like and I'm just like how like they were concreted into our like souls seemingly (laughs) so as you've said you are developing nicknames for your community I was like the inner high school version of me is very very excited about (laughs) yes well that that you know aside from the swifters that sort of stuff reminds me of the like list of 15 different nicknames, you know, that I grew up with too, that some of my friends still refer to me by. And, you know, there's a special place in your heart for those kinds of names for Uh sure. (laughs) Um, So I have to say the nickname probably started with the one that you so kindly gave to me, which was Captain Swifter. So thank you (laughs) for that. That's good. I like that one. All of a sudden, one day in a message between us, there was Hey, Captain Swifter, how are you going? <laughs> I like it. Um, from there, um, you know, it's my mom is Mama Swifter, so she's become quite a fixture. Um, one of our one of our members who actually grew up in Skokie but now lives 
some days with traffic close to an hour away still comes in pretty regularly so we call her swifter west (laughs) in the far far west suburb yep um we've got uh let's see what else we've got our 4 a.m warrior who goes out consistently every day at about 4 45 and does his miles very early in the morning um we've got sean king not sean king (laughs) is that really what you're calling So I, I think that we're going to have to develop that, but I do like that. The only difference is the spelling of Sean, but it's just so funny right. that, you know, we have yeah. this connection there too. Um, yeah. And I'm sure more will come up in the meantime, but that's what we've got. So I, far. <laughs> so I, I make all of this stuff for you, Sabrina, and we start making shirts and you posted, I think it was like the second or third Tuesday of, of run club. And I was looking at who all was tagged in it and uh, I see this person and I click into their name and I'm like, Sean King. And like, I go out and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> that's not me. Um, and then obviously I was like, yeah, it's spelled different. Um, but then I was like, man, if this like, if that isn't one more underscore of I was supposed to do this, I don't know. What it is. Um, but I'm Absolutely. really, really, listen. To any Swifter that's listening, including not me, um, (laughs) I'm very excited to meet all of you, but I will probably laugh abundantly when I get to meet the not me version of me. Um, So I'll be very excited to meet the Chicago, Illinois, Skokie version of myself. The Chicago version of yourself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and he will be equally excited <laughs> to me too. I know we've, we've talked about it a couple of times, but yeah. it's just, you know, I think the nickname thing, you know, of course those yeah. can come from Fantastic. something you see in a person or like they can name themselves. But I think it just, you know, as I continue my gushing over how much I appreciate the Swifters, just, you know, the relationships that have formed and, and continue to develop and just people's you know, willingness to be a part of a group um, that's new and then to help develop it with me. You know, I've gotten so yeah. many ideas from the Swifters too. So I have to credit them with that. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, taken off from there. And it's, yeah, it's just, I could talk about it for three more hours, but I don't <laughs> want to bore the listeners either. <laughs> hey, if anyone out there needs a three hour marathon long run, let's, let's figure it <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I I um I I, I want to just round this thing up, Sabrina, by um by saying that um I certainly have there's a lot of people um in the running community who I gravitate towards because um you know we and I'm gonna laugh, Blair, because we had gone this entire episode until now. We seemingly give a Kaylee reference in every episode. Um, There's probably, I, maybe it's like a game that somebody could play. Like every I know, time they how listen, many times, how many times yeah. you say her name. But, um, you know, like 10 burpees every time. <laughs> People will not like Kaylee then. It's like, it's like Kaylee bingo or something at this point. Um, but, you know, yeah. I, the Brooke, like Brooke was one of the first people I kind of stumbled upon and Kaylee um, and Jim and listen, I'm I'm not I'm gonna put a cap on it because there's a bunch of other people and I don't want to try and leave anybody out. But um Blair's certainly one of those people. And then she was kind enough to decide to talk to people with me on this podcast. <laughs> um 
And you and the Swifters, I, I, you know, I, I get to talk to some of them every now and then when they post stuff on IG and things like that. Um, but through COVID, you, you are one of the very pleasant um, results of, of what COVID ultimately was. Because, yeah. you know, I'm sure that you would have definitely created the Swifters at some yeah. point, but I think that, you know, COVID running and all of those things might've helped underscore community in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, so you're one of those people that from this phase of life that we all lovingly will refer to as COVID forever. Um, <laughs> but um, you are definitely a bright spot and oh. I, uh, I appreciate you very much and I'm incredibly oh. excited. I get, like I said, the Tuesday posts always make me happy. But more than anything, it excites me to see that people are having fun with it and mm-hmm. it's it's growing. And while you were going through the nicknames, I was thinking to myself that um, nicknames only really tend to start happening when people start to kind of feel like they're family in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's really cool that that's where things yeah. are progressing. It, I think it speaks to both what you've worked very hard to create with that group of people and what they are all invested in, in terms of that, that group. So, um, I genuinely can't wait. Um, when autumn got into Chicago, like one part of me was like, yay for you. And then the other part of me was like, I am going to Skokie. It was was like when people win the Super Bowl and they have to get the camera of them going to Disney world. I was like, I'm going to Skokie. Um, so I'm very excited for it. And, uh, it's, it's definitely a planned itinerary of our trip. So I can't. Yes. Well, I'm, I, I mean, thank you so much for that. And, um, just thank you for all that you've done to not only support our group, but to, I guess, make me feel like this was the right decision, Mm -hmm. um, was to start this group and, you know, I think there's something to what you said about this all sort of happening in the time of COVID. And, um, you know, we we went so long without having our communities or at least having them yeah. in a decreased format. And so to to have, you know, that's, that's exactly a lot of the things that the sisters said when we first started getting together is they had, for example, a couple of people had just moved to Skokie, the pandemic hit. And yeah. Now they're, you know, in this running group, they needed something like this. And to your point about the nicknames and family, um, our Saturday run, we call it our Saturday scamper because yeah. I have to be alertative with everything. <laughs> That's really <laughs> Tuesday trails, Saturday scamper. Um, yesterday, as we were all having coffee, a few of us were chatting about how, you know, they really see these genuine friendships forming and you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily find this person in any other mm-hmm. yeah. venue but this particular one. And yeah. so, you know, I'm grateful to you all for for helping us with this and for continuing to be a support. And Thanks. I too am as excited to see what happens for us next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well There's a only, lot of good to come. I agree. And only because you don't have them yet, I will again hold yeah. up your little stickers. <laughs> Oh, it's so yeah. I love that it's a run walk club. It just yeah. makes it more welcoming to so many more people. Yeah. That's that's the thing. You know, we we really I I really wanted that to be mm-hmm. the underlying basis of it is that it doesn't matter if you're right. a marathoner, it doesn't matter if you're 
somebody who just enjoys going for casual walks. Like we want you. And, you know, so we want to make it specific for that. And that was really important to me in the title. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if nothing else in this year, Sabrina, I am 95% confident that barring any, and don't I, say it. I hesitate. Don't say so it. I'm Just not don't say, say anything. Yeah. But Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I, I do believe that we are going to uh, get to probably be very happy and, and laugh and see each other in person this October. Um, I cannot wait. And I feel like I'm going to like, get out of a car or get off of a metro and I'm just going to be like wearing full Skokie apparel and people will probably be like who the hell is that guy um, but uh, I really they will di- they will direct you to sketchbook to <laughs> they will they will oh you perfect. go there perfect perfect <laughs> um, so yeah but um, I, I think we'll probably sometime in the near future talk with you again there's plenty more about just the sabrina running story that i think we'll want to talk about too um (laughs) and i'm excited for you to get to uh hopefully get to tokyo in 2023 and uh can't wait to see what happens with all of what you've got going on this year chicago end of the year stuff run streak you you have just a couple coals in the fire in the in the world of running (laughs) for you this year so uh, it's always something with me and, and I, you know, I'm just grateful that my friends and family and the wider running community is supportive of that. So thanks to you guys. Thanks to everybody else. And I really appreciate talking with you today. Yeah. yeah thank thanks. you so much for coming on. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank All you right. too. Until next time. <laughs>